We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello, and today we welcome Aaron Bauer back to Business Matter. I think this is your second time on, Aaron, I believe. That's right. Yeah, thanks for having me back, bro. No problem. So Aaron is the branch manager at Valley First West Kelowna branch. Um, so I think most people have heard now that we're, you know, we've had wildfires sweeping through the Okanagan, and they're still going. Um, and many maybe are thinking about you know, how to be prepared for these events. So today we're going to explore, you know, steps that maybe viewers can take to be prepared. So um, so there's a few things we can talk about for sure on that front. But before we do, maybe, Aaron, maybe you can tell us a little about, you know, your role at Valley First, what, you know, as a branch manager in West Kelowna, what, you know, what your day-to-day -day looks like, and I'm sure every day is different, but what sort of your day-to-day -day role looks like in at Valley First? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the branch manager of uh, the West Kelowna branch of Valley First, uh, so our Vintage Hills branch. Um, so I lead a team of uh, advisors, uh, so our member advisors as well as our financial advisors here. Um, and we offer uh, financial services. Obviously, we are a, a credit union, um, so very uh, ingrained uh, in our community. Um, so not only uh, kind of working with our members on a daily basis, but also um, like you had mentioned, Rob, things that uh, impact our community as well, um, looking to support uh, those who uh, have been impacted there. Yeah, and and um, can you remind us, uh, how did you get into the industry? I'm always curious. I know we've had this discussion. I was trying to reach back to my notes of, like, what got you into the banking industry? Yeah, so I'm actually a, a third-generation okay. <laughs> uh, credit union employee, um, but I actually started my career at one of... Um, the big five uh, in Canada. Um, so yeah, something where, uh, especially kind of uh, going through my uh, university degree, I was actually already working uh, for, for that bank. And uh, I think really kind of the impact um, that we can have in our members' lives, just seeing kind of um, through uh, those different kind of uh, steps uh, along the way, I think has, uh, I would say, uh, been kind of my passion throughout and, and that kind of has really led to kind of my career advancement and the eventual adjoining of a credit union because I really think it's more uh, aligned with my values. Right and how long have you been branch manager? Uh, so I've been the branch manager here in West Kelowna for uh, just over two and a half years now. Okay. Um, yeah so originally from the Okanagan I was out on the coast for, for about six years but uh, it was time to come home. Yeah, love it. Um, so we want to talk about, you know, the the situation that many are going through right now. And and it's, you know, for some, it's devastating, lost their homes, um, for sure. And I'm curious, have you ever been through, like yourself, I was kind of thinking back, like, you know, people in this area, 2003, and so forth. But have you ever been through this yourself before? Like, uh, like, have you been affected by it before? So I haven't personally, but uh, actually the neighborhood that I, I grew up in, I actually I lived in uh, Toronto in 2003, right. um, but the neighborhood I grew up in Crawford Estates was heavily impacted by the um, 2003 fires. And actually, um, 
very interesting that I actually moved back to, to Crawford Estates when I kind of eventually came back to Kelowna uh, wow. and the house we lived in actually was um, unfortunately a total loss, not fires. Wow. Yes, um, indirectly have yeah. been affected, obviously lots of family and friends uh, in that area as well that, uh, that were impacted um, back in 2003. Interesting. And I'm curious if you're like in, in a branch manager role, not that you ever can be prepared for situations like this from, I'm thinking from your role is, do you guys go through training for stuff like this? Like, are you, is the, do you have to, uh, you know, be prepared for disasters and, and things like this from a branch manager point of view to actually go through that type of training? You know what, I, I would say not necessarily directly related to wildfires, but I would say um, we've definitely had to kind of um, be more cognizant of change management kind of um, yeah, yeah. type training, especially since, uh, for example, um, years of uh, kind of working through uh, COVID and then kind of our right. response to that. So I think that um, that has absolutely been something that has been more uh, aligned to kind of the training, especially from a, a management uh, leadership standpoint. Interesting. And being in West Kelowna, you've firsthand seen the devastation and hardship that this wildfire has caused this time. And how have these fire recent wildfires affected like you personally or your branch team? Yeah, so I wouldn't wanted to start with first and foremost, I wanted to thank our firefighters and our frontline workers because I have no doubt that we would have been impacted more severely um, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the Tyler's work that they have been doing. Uh, we have um, just over half our uh, branch team that was directly impacted um, by the wildfires. So either on evacuation alert um, or uh, on evacuation order. Uh, so definitely something that uh, has impacted our, our branch team here. For myself personally, I um, actually wasn't uh, on evacuation alert, so uh, we were very uh, thankful there. Um, but for myself and my wife, and, and obviously this is kind of very minor in the grand scheme of things, we were we have a little six-month-old at home, so obviously the mm -hmm. um, the air quality and things like that were, were obviously a concern for us, so kind of working through those things uh, on a personal front as well. And I'm sure that you've probably had, you know, outside of your team, many members that have been affected as well from the wildfire. So what have you been hearing from your members and what are those conversations like? Because it can't be easy, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously a very traumatic time for our community. And I um, really kind of working with those members individually, um, especially those who have lost their homes or uh, lost uh, their businesses, um, to show that we're here to kind of reassure them. Uh, be able to provide support and kind of how we uh, will fit in uh, kind of that process. Um, because obviously it, it, it's an extremely difficult time kind of having someone uh, there to kind of outline what those next steps might look like is really kind of that part that we play in kind of getting them back on track. So when, when something like this does happen then, because, you know, we've been through, like you said, COVID, we've had in our community, you know, more Kelowna floods and wildfires. So when something like this happens, what's what's available to them either financially or otherwise like what options are available to members and so we have a, a program that uh, actually supports members directly especially those who um, have been impacted by the, the wildfire um, devastation is it's called uh, our back on track uh, program mm -hmm. uh, so this is actually something that is um, managed directly through our special accounts team so it allows um, 
individuals who have been impacted by the wildfires to have that direct uh, support, that they'll be able to um, have access to that back on track program without completing a full application, without having to complete uh, kind of the budget that is normally required there. And uh, the special account team will work directly with those individuals to kind of provide a customized option, um, especially when individuals are uh, waiting for, uh, say, that response from their insurer and, and what that will eventually look like, uh, provides them some options on kind of what uh, they can do in the interim there. Just to give an example, um, we had an, a member who um, was able to kind of work with the special accounts team and actually was able to have uh, interest-only payments uh, mm -hmm. while they kind of await uh, for that response uh, from their insurer there. Interesting. And then, you know, I, I don't know if you can ever, like I said, if you ever really could be prepared for something like this, but yeah. people that are maybe listening, maybe they weren't even directly impacted, but want to be prepared for something just in case something, you know, happens in the future. Again, in the short term, what can people do? What do you, what do you recommend people do? I, I would always recommend having an emergency fund in place. Um, so being prepared uh, for events like this. And I know that in the short term, it might not be, um, we might not have time to kind of save right. up for that emergency fund. Uh, so things like um, a line of credit or a home equity line of credit are, are great kind of options, but they um, have uh, those access to funds uh, if they require them. Um, and so it, it really kind of is uh, a great thing to have in place, especially um, in times where you might not need it. it right. It's a good idea to kind of prep that in advance uh, so they have uh, quick access to funds. I would also recommend uh, having a little bit of cash on hand um, in case of emergencies. As we know, uh, there can be uh, things like service bridges. Um, uh, another good example would be potentially to have a visa if you carry all MasterCards or a MasterCard if you carry all visas. Um, just because as we've seen uh, earlier this year, there can be uh, service outages uh, when it comes to those payment uh, services as well. Interesting. Things that we never think about, but are so, I wouldn't say easy, but stuff that people can take care of pretty quickly if, uh, as well for that. What about, you mentioned like sort of savings, which might be a little more of a long-term play. What about long-term? What are some things that people can do maybe on a long-term that they can be planning for? For long-term, I would uh, still recommend that uh, emergency fund, uh, but saving up for that emergency fund. So I uh, usually what we recommend is having three to six months of expenses uh, in case of emergency. Um, and setting that up, working with your advisor, um, because uh, there's many ways to go about setting up that emergency fund, but looking to build that up uh, prior to kind of, um, say, your long-term savings. Um, having that uh, emergency fund in place is extremely important, as we've seen. Um, and I think that that is something that I would absolutely recommend uh, for that long-term preparation. Another big one is uh, working with um, your insurer. So I think that this will become um, increasingly important, especially yeah. um, with things like um, fire insurance binder, because that uh, uh, we're obviously in an area that uh, is more prone uh, yeah. to forest fire. So definitely working with your insurer, maybe uh, further in advance uh, as you normally would um, with things like a home purchase, uh, so that uh, um, really kind of working through those different types of coverage because it, not all. Um, coverage is made equal. So making sure that uh, that's something that we take a closer look at um, as um, 
as consumers there. So I, I, that would be definitely one that I recommend. Um, and last piece would be safety deposit boxes. I think this is one that um, maybe is, is less utilized than uh, we've seen in the past, but always can kind of give you um, that peace of mind, especially in an evacuation uh, scenario uh, to make sure that your, um, your items are safe um, in the interim there. It's funny you say that because I think, yeah, that's it's something like my parents had, right? Safety yeah. boxes, but they're not as, I don't know, maybe as prevalent today, but they are, but they should be maybe with situations like this. That's interesting. Absolutely. Um, so being prepared, you know, would probably just go on, you know, beyond disasters as well. So is there other areas that people, you know, people's lives that they should be thinking about when, you know, they need to prepare for as well? Yeah, I, I would say... Preparedness definitely goes beyond just disaster, but I don't necessarily think that members um, have to uh, prepare differently uh, from a financial standpoint uh, when it comes to um, those life events. Because I, I think having an emergency fund in place, having that cash reserve is um, something that I would recommend in kind of really any scenario. Um, because it really is just uh, to have that immediate access to cash for unplanned um, events. So really, other examples of that could even be car repairs, home repairs, loss of income, things that are uh, kind of immediately uh, impacting you that are unexpected. And I think there's probably some obvious answers here, but like, why is it important? People are listening, go, well, why, should, why is it important for me to plan for these sort of things? And I mean, there's some obvious answers, but maybe there's some other areas you can expand on. Absolutely. I, I think during an emergency, um, being prepared will help us respond better and recover faster. I think one thing that we often um, don't think about is really the, the trauma yeah. events like this creates. And I think even just talking with uh, our members over the last week and a half, uh, two weeks here, um, you can see that it's impacted our community and it's impacted um, how we are going to move forward. And so I think really being prepared for those events through those traumatic times helps lessen the financial burden, but also alleviates a lot of that stress uh, that comes along with it. Um, so something that we maybe don't always consider is making sure that we're prepared because it will help us kind of um, get back on track. It's interesting you say that. I was having a conversation with a client yesterday who's been impacted, um, uh, didn't lose his home, but but is, isn't back yet. Um, and, you know, he was saying that the just mentally the impact has had on him he, he he's a pretty strong guy but just like he's like I, I just you know the kids camps got canceled and we're not like he goes we're not doing without they're at a they're at a family's house but still mentally so if you can have at least a portion of this stuff taken care of it's one less thing you need to worry about when something happens because sometimes you just need to focus like you said on mental side of it right which is which is probably the most important side when it when it comes down to it right so yeah, interesting. So some people might be listening, well, where do we start? Like, where, where where do we start to get a plan in place? We've covered a bunch of stuff today, but what do you recommend where someone even just starts to get this in place? Absolutely. Yeah, I one of the resources I would definitely recommend is actually right through the Government of BC website. There's a emergency plan that's like a fill in the blanks right. emergency plan. Right. Um, very, um, very robust. So that kind of goes through really um, things that you wouldn't even consider. So I really highly recommend, especially families kind of going through that um, uh, to make sure that um, 
that is set up and it's they have a plan that's well uh, kind of thought out. I think a big one that has come uh, out of uh, kind of our response to the, the current wildfires is where to get up-to-date information. Um, and so those are key ones, emergency info, BC, BC Gov, fire info, and drive BC, uh, to just name a few of them. Uh, because I think those are uh, very important from uh, the perspective of getting that real-time information, uh, kind of knowing what um, emergency services that they um, can seek out. That That's uh, uh, extremely important. I know one of the other uh, big ones was uh, access to essential services. So um, like we saw, um, phone, gas, and water, those are all uh, ones that were uh, impacted by the wildfires, considering um, what it would be like if you were to lose those services and kind of having uh, backups or um, working through what that might look like uh, for you or for your family um, if uh, this were to occur uh, in the future there. Interesting. I know through the um, um, evacuation services, uh, they were set up a rural uh, page. Um, the food bank was there every day helping um, feed people, give toothbrushes, whatever people need. I know that Feed the Valley is a big partner for a big a focus for you guys, but is there other initiatives that Valley First has? You mentioned that you have that initiative through the program for members. Is there other um, ways that you guys have helped through the firefighters or wildfires or are you focusing on Feed the Valley is sort of still your, your you know, the food bank is still your charity of choice? Yeah, it, that's a great question, Robert. There's actually a couple uh, community groups that I actually wanted to highlight. Um, the Central Okanagan Foundation's 2023 Wildfire Response Fund, right. um, Mamas for Mamas Fire uh, Support uh, Response Program in Kelowna, yeah. uh, Kelowna's Gospel Mission as they provide uh, supplies to evacuees, uh, the Kelowna uh, Professional Firefighters Charitable Society, as well as the Food Bank. Uh, so the Central Okanagan, um, the Cost and Caramias Food Bank and the Kamloops Food Bank. I'm actually very proud to say that Valley First, um, in direct response to the wildfires, was uh, gave thirty five thousand to those community groups um, because it was something that um, I think those uh, groups are doing some outstanding work, um, working with individuals who have been impacted, um, and their immediate response was I mean outstanding. So I think. Um, those are the, really the, the uh, ones that I wanted to highlight there because they have been um, having a huge impact on kind of um, that response that we've had for um, our community and members and working with them to work through this very uh, traumatic event. Yeah, it's amazing how um, community steps up. That's one thing that I've seen for sure. And, and, and all the ones you named were like, they're there every day helping whatever way they can, which is which is one thing that I have to say with our community that we're fortunate. We never want to see stuff like this happen. But when it does, like our community comes together so quickly to help everybody. And it's awesome to see. And I know you guys are a big part of it too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, anyone listening, wanting to learn more, have some specific questions, um, what's the best way to reach out if, you know, some, we've mentioned a few things today and, and, you know, they might want to expand on or have some questions. What's a bit, what's the best way for someone to get a hold of someone at the, from your team? Yeah. So we, um, have our, um, member advice center, which is a great, uh, place to start. Um, but I would also recommend coming and visiting us uh, here at the branch. We, we'd love to, 
um, have a, a, a minute to chat and uh, potentially have a, to set up with one of our advisors uh, here as well. Um, another good one is our uh, Valley First website um, because there's a lot of uh, kind of information and kind of the, um, like we've outlined some of the support that we've provided to the community. Um, so taking a look uh, at the website there is, is also one that I recommend. Excellent. Well, Aaron, thank you for taking some time today to, to talk and share some great information. Um, I know it hasn't been an easy time for for a lot of people and you know a big thank you to Valley Fur for stepping up and helping out for and, and giving some tips on how to prepare in the future because things we really don't think about right so um so thank you so much for uh sharing some great information this morning yeah thank you Rob thanks for having me on no problem. everyone else have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning into Business Matters We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.